In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. And today we have in, actually this is not even in studio, this is our first mobile um, episode. Yeah, welcome to Wafty on the Road. We are back at 612 for a follow-up episode with Amy Young. Say hi, Amy. Hello. And Catherine Sandoz. Did I say that right? Nope. Not, that's not right. <laughs> that's not right? <laughs> All right Try one say. more time. It's Catherine Sando. But Catherine Sondo. Yes. Oh, yes. Nice. Very beautiful. I don't pay attention very well. <laughs> you <laughs> <But> did great. <laughs> if, uh, if you guys had heard, our uh, one of our first episodes was with Amy and James from 612 talking about the creation of the space itself. And they kind of did a little bit of a promo of future artist in residence coming to 612. And Catherine is the first one. Yep. And you've been here for a week now? I've been here for just over a week. Just over a week? Um, the first week I spent with the children um, in the trade share camps. And we made some personal flags out of uh, donated fabrics and some vintage threads. And I did a um, session of um, formal aspects in design with them. And then we did a concepting session. And so they made these very beautiful and sometimes complex personal flags that talked about time, place, and person. And how old was this group? These were a group that um, spanned from four years to 12. Now, were they, were they sewing? They, they did drawing. They did cutting. They did sewing. They, they did a bunch of stuff. Because I see you've got, what is this you're working on here? You've got some cloth out with some needles and thread. Catherine's actually working right now as we do this. Never, never missing a minute. I am designing an installation for the 612 building. And because it's garden week for the camps, right. and because my work um, is informed by our surroundings, people, and stories, I thought when I came to Oklahoma City, I would make a response to the center and to the city. So um, I've hatched a little plan. And um, fortunately, um, the house architect had some nice drawings that I could use. And um, so we did the math portion. Oh, wow. And um, then using these um, donated fabrics, I've created botanicals that will act like botanicals. And what are botanicals? So forms that, are, that relate to um, plants. Okay. So like the fauna of Oklahoma? Well, except for like the fauna would be the animals. Flora. Yeah, flora. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I always get those two confused. But I've been watching the animals Honestly, too. I did too. And, uh, squirrels on there, some alley cats. <laughs> but the one interesting story about designing um, these pieces is that when Amy picked me up on, on, from the airport, I said, you're going to have to take me to the botanical gardens. And she said, of course, Catherine, anything. And um, I think we were driving around an hour later. I said, please stop here at this person's house. 
And I'm that going, we did not know. That we did not know. I said, I'm going to do some trespassing now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I so whipped out my iPhone. Yeah. But I really just went in there because I think, you know, if you're going to do something, you might as well just do it. Just do it. Just do it. So, uh, of course, the minute that I start leaning over this beautiful mm -hmm. cactus and succulent garden, out comes the owner. And it's this stark, white, adobe, beautiful house. And she's this raven-haired, tall, um, sort of suntanned, hard, looks like she works hard woman. And she says, hi. I said, hi, I'm just trespassing. <laughs> and she said, good, um, can I help you to the back? I said, yes, please. Wow. <laughs> Look what being brutally honest gets you. So it comes to find out that she and her husband um, are the co-founders of the Paseo Arts District Festival starting in 1975. So it's Janet and Reggie. Wow. Jaime. Jaime? I think, so. I think they said Jaime, but it's How spelled cool like Jem. Right. So... This is the beginning of the Providence that has been this this project, and um, so I said, I guess I don't need to go to the botanical gardens. And then, um, what was my second garden? I don't know. It just came very easily. Place. Your place. Oh, right. So she's oh, yeah, got a beautiful she, backyard. Yeah. Right. So then, in the morning, I hobble to the greenhouse and. And I'm thinking, why didn't she make more of this? Why didn't she just say, of course you could just go to the backyard and get your reference. But it's not just the backyard. It's her entire house, the middle yard, and yes. Yeah, so Thanks. then, <laughs> yes, everything. <laughs> and then um, Paul Mays brought me some flowers for the recep reception on Friday, and they were exquisitely designed. And um, So that the installation is going to be kind of the kickoff this Friday, right? Right, so it will be its own aggregate piece of plant, and then it, each one will be a individual garden, but it will also be a portrait and maybe even an homage to the person whose garden it is. is and cool. then, of course, it's collaborative in the sense that we've had volunteers coming to help, and um, you know the campers have come up and down and piddled around. And what was the camp that was going on here this week? Is it still going on right now, or...? Well, this last week we had a camp, and this is all James and BC with their trade share program. They're in charge of the spring break camps, summer camps, fall break camps. Um, I'm now really more in charge of residencies okay. and then preschool programs year-round, which will start in the fall. But this past week we had an art walk camp, and so the kids did a little bit of everything. They did some clay work, they did fiber work with Catherine, they did painting, they did their own silhouettes downstairs. It was just a mix and amalgamation of different uh, processes. And so. Under the umbrella of the selfless self. The selfless, the selfless selfie. Selfless, selfless? Yeah. Oh, that's the okay, selfless selfie. Yeah, that's what the name of the event was on Friday during the art walk for them. And the really sweet thing about that was that they all got together and decided that they would sell some of their work. Um, they decided course, that on their own? Yes, but they were donating their money to that they made to uh, Paula Sophia's daughter who's going through cancer yeah, treatment. Right. So I think that our campers are really, really special. That's and amazing. I think, is it $750? Uh, over $750 that they raised. Wow, that's that. impressive. Yeah, and it was really cute because some of the little signs would say NFS, and I'm like, what is what that? Is not for sale. <laughs> Some of them were like, we're taking this home, you know, which is of course okay as well. I just love that they're making decisions for themselves. Uh, yeah. And they're learning how galleries work. Yeah. You know, they they the got a, quite a few lessons on pricing and mm -hmm. displaying and um, BC they wrote little artist, organized. artist statements. And yeah. So it was a full course of 
um, of the concept to completion. That's now, what, what did they produce? Well, they produced the silhouettes that you can see on the walls downstairs. They produced flags. Um, you can even see some of their clay works. I'm sorry, I saw a lot of the tables down the hallway here mm -hmm. with clay on it. And they made robots out front. They also, <laughs> one of the things I love the most is that they made their own lunches, getting food from the garden and bringing oh, wow. it in. And um, yeah, the idea is with them to really make their own choices, take their own risks, uh, create all the things that, you know, especially we as adults can get really paralyzed by and think, I can't do that, you know, and, yeah. and they're just doing it. And yeah, I'm really grateful for what BC Summers and James Varnum have done to make that happen. It almost feels a little inspirational to watch kids kind of have, you know, that fearless yes. sort of approach to something and abject curiosity, you know, yeah. kind of going wherever their will takes them. And I think curiosity is maybe the most important quality that an artist can have because it takes you to different places. And then, of course, they also have great minds that yeah. filter them in a way that maybe I haven't filtered. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, too, whenever I have moments of creativity, you get kind of gripped by fear, yeah. basically. Yeah, and we all face And it stops that. you in your tracks and mm -hmm. really you just need to let it go. And yeah. They're what? pretty fearless, and I, you know, I taught at the college level for almost a decade, and they were just as quick, I felt, in accepting of the concepts as any 20-year-old. Wow. It was pretty surprising. But I think the best part, you were saying the best part, is that their curiosity, and I, I just like saying, what are the kids making for lunch today? I mean, uh -huh. who says yeah, that? Right. <laughs> like, that felt good to me, and they just did such a beautiful job with the food. They even made the food for the Friday night event during First Friday. What'd they make? Well, uh, my personal fave were peanut butter and jelly uh, roll-ups that were coming. <laughs> 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 but they also had, you know, vegetables from the garden, right. and they had little salads, and they, it was really neat. Right, so that's awesome to hear, too, is whenever we first had you and James on talking about how Paul was, you know, going to be... Because we've yeah. all been working on the garden for over a year. Yes. And so I had to see not just the art stuff in action with the kids, but the fact that during the, you know, art camp mm -hmm. that they are going out into the garden yeah. and enjoying that and incorporating everything together. It's incredible to and see it actually come to I want life. to be a kid. Yeah, and to walk, walk in here today, having talked to you earlier about what you intended 6 to when we first talked, this hadn't even opened yet. You were still right. building. I mean, even the floor of the room we're sitting in wasn't even done. Yeah. And as a walk in the day and see all the art projects and to hear you tell these stories, I remember we, we were talking about the concept of, oh, they'll be able to grow food in the garden and bring it in and make and it seemed at the time even to be, well, like in my mind, in. I was like, yeah, that'll happen <laughs> in a year, maybe two after the garden gets going. And I mean, here it is like not even six months later. Yeah. And Amy was discussing my visit here three years ago. Wow, really? Yes. And I latch on to ideas and don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she yes. had come to Savannah, and I had had an um, exhibition reception, and she was one of the guests, and that began our relationship. And shortly after, she, she mentioned to me that she was going to uh, launch a very large project, and I would be a part of it in Fantastic. the future. Now, you're, you're from Savannah. I'm right? from Savannah, and um, I was just meeting Amy um, through some mutual friends. And, and also because you would have been at the reception regardless because she's, you know, an avid participant in whatever's right. happening in a communi community. 
So that would have happened regardless of the relationships that we share. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't have known about it if it hadn't been for the fact that my landlady, I was there doing my research for my master's thesis and I rented an apartment for a month because I thought it was my only chance to get to live in Savannah and I was taking it. So, um, my landlady had bought her house from one of the real estate agents that works with my friend Lori, who owns the agency. And then uh, he also has the gallery where Catherine had her show. And it was funny because I remember our friend Lori Judge, who has the real estate agency, she uh, said that her husband Lou, who was managing my apartment, came home and said, you have to meet this girl. She's a lot like us. And She's like, I don't want to meet one of our renters. <laughs> but I went. I went anyway. I know. But I went anyway, and they have been so kind to me. They've pulled me in. They've helped facilitate. Our first resident to go to Savannah was Denise DeWong, and she went in April and had a show May 1st. She sold six pieces, had a great experience with the people in Savannah. They were all so welcoming and kind to her. And, you know, it's starting this exchange. We talked to a certain person in town just a couple of weeks ago that's really um, committed to our sustainable community mm-hmm. here in Oklahoma City, and he used to live in Savannah. He wants to be our first, like, mm-hmm. urban farmer that we send for the that Savannah kind of version residency. Of, of Paul? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, and I want to send Paul. I mean, I just Absolutely. think Paul yeah. is one of the biggest blessings that 612 has ever had or ever will have. He's kind, but he knows his stuff. He does. And I just really am grateful for his participation in all of it. So, and Lauren Zuniga. Mm -hmm. And those are really our residents here as well. You know, when we can afford to pay them what they deserve, they'll (laughs) probably take that title a little more seriously. (laughs) But they've done such wonderful things already. Well, it's pretty amazing to have Paul out here we had 12 trees that day that we planted the trees mm-hmm. and I never in a million years would have thought let's go ahead and plant these in this hard red clay and come out there and there was probably what, 30 people that showed up that day yeah. breaking out this hard clay and getting the trees planted and transition OKC yeah, transition OKC. yeah they donated the orchard and then they came and helped plant it and I mean you just don't see that all mm-hmm. the time people have been incredibly kind and generous and I'm I'm bowled over by the willingness of people to come and contribute. Yeah. And we want that because the more members of our community that are here working and enjoying each other together, the stronger the community grows and the more you can do. Well, it seems like the involvement is growing exponentially. Like, you know, one person comes and then they come back later with two more people and then they bring four more people and there's more and more people now who know about 612 and are starting to find little ways to contribute or participate here and there. Yeah. And it's, we've been it's very, now you're like the little fingers are spreading out. I think, it, I think it is like the best kind of germ because I'm seeing, <laughs> you know, more people coming from Oklahoma city and they're saying that they've met people on visits and vice versa. I mean, I went to a barbecue the other day and there was Savannah all over the house. I mean, there were two pieces of artwork and there were a couple knickknacks in the bathroom. And so I really felt my city and my community in that house. And uh, the owner of that house had gone to stay in my little cottage. <laughs> it is actually the residency because 
she works or owns a date with Iris here on uh, okay. Western. Yeah. And in exchange for a lot of the work that they did helping decorate for the Mardi Gras ball, I said, go have a vacation, you know. But the thing is, is that when we send people there that I really respect and admire and they connect with the community because I give them names and places and things that I love that are all local and community-based, then they go and experience those and bring things back. And so it's hopefully a real true... Is it exchange not just among two artists? Yeah. You know, it's years of creating this, sister cities. Exactly. And sort of a network of facilitating visits and exchanges of talent and resources and ideas. And I think it's it's already... Um, what are they... It's on fire. So, for example, one of my former students and... Um, someone that I work with all the time on public art is driving across the country to LA and he's going to stop here. Perfect. Yeah. And so he's going to bring, you know, his, his knowledge of what's happening in the city share, I'm sure with a number of individuals, and then he's going to bring that to LA and, um, and I'm sure he'll be back here. Well, that's exciting. I hope so. <laughs> I think he will. I, you know, in one He's way or another. He's pretty incredible. Well, that's one of the reasons that we started doing this show was to showcase all of the amazing things that have started happening in Oklahoma City, um, you know, not just with the districts, but also, you know, within everyone's communities. So it's nice to know that other people are going to be hearing about this and spreading the word even further, basically from coast to coast. I mean, if you're going from Savannah to L.A., who knows? It's pretty exciting. But so in Savannah though, there's there's not a place like six twelve, it's just a residency, right? It's a little thousand square foot cottage and the bottom floor is residential and then the upstairs I put a little bed in and a TV mm -hmm. and table and stuff, but it's really the studio for creating. But if we were to send like a sculptor that needs to work on large scale, there are other places around Savannah okay. that we could either rent or trade or whatever you know, to make uh, that possible. In fact, um, I have a really big space. She's got a really big space. My friend Lori has a farm. Um, our friend Kim Ikevotsi, it was his gallery that he gave up to let Denise have her show. And, you know, usually galleries charge a pretty high commission, 40-50% of whatever you sell. And in this one, he charged 20%, and then Denise gave like 10% to 612. So wow. it's really intended to be more of a way to give people experiences outside of your community, but keep the creative people mm -hmm. here and keep the creative people there, but still give them the option and the, you know, to get out of your little square and your little bubble. But I think that, you know, if we can raise money at the same time to help make future experiences like that possible it's really great and we want people to be paid we want our artists Absolutely. to have a real career you know and the artists want to give back to the organization and to the community at the same time so for example i'm very happy to to teach in the camps and then also to volunteer um for example on thursday for dead center yeah, and i feel well. like oh, what are you doing for dead center um, I'll be um, greeting and um, helping at, people move through the building. At the museum. At the museum. Yeah, yeah, the opening night party. I'm in charge of the volunteers for oh, that really? event. This is my third year to do that, and it's always hilarious fun. I mean, you know Dead Center. It's just a week of, I'd say, balls. 
<laughs> well, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, I mean, I feel like it's, it's really nice to travel in a pack of um, individuals who are supporting yeah. each other. And I mean, I do it at home. I should do it here. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I, I think all of those um, Just purposes ready. and roles <laughs> well, what a make it unique. What if we wait for you to be here during, during Dead Center? Yeah. That's Awesome. You're gonna meet. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I've people. I've been a very very happily installed in the studio, so um, I, I wouldn't mind <laughs> if I had to come to Dead Center. Over here. <laughs> yeah. And this is amazingly enough going to be my mine and Aaron's first one to ever go to. Oh wow! You're gonna have so much fun. And kicking it off tomorrow night. We were talking earlier about the costumes that we're possibly mm -hmm. going to be wearing to the kickoff party. Mm -hmm. well, that's the thing. When this airs, all of this stuff will already have happened. Happen. But I'm hoping that it will. We can say right now that, wow, that was awesome. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> you guys are you going to go as a pack of the family royal. members from the Royal Tenenbaums. That's the plan. As long as we can get all of our costumes together. <laughs> yeah. um, have you guys started working on it yet? Or are you... We're in the concepting phase. We're in the concept phase. I think we've got a 24-hour no, quick-fire challenge. <laughs> quick-fire costume challenge. It's like, in the, like a reality show. You can yeah. do a 24-hour costume challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and with the heat index, we actually have to make some adjustments as well. <laughs> right. Those track suits on Ari and Uzi are going to be brutal. Right. Well, that's, that's why the, the heat's been completely screwing with my costume I ideas. Which actually kind of makes the idea of being Tom Cruise from Risky Business kind of the more <laughs> sensible way to go about it. And if you do that, I think you should use a pickle as a Oh, my God. I'm comfortable. I have no pants on. So. <laughs> I don't think anybody else is as comfortable as I am, but... I me. wish I could be just like you. <laughs> <laughs> With pants. <laughs> He's got no pants on. Sans pants is the best part. Sans pants. <laughs> That's the Oklahoma version of it's, that term. Isn't it? it is. <laughs> well, we've been really, really grateful and happy to have Catherine here. Uh, you know, the first two residencies, one in Savannah, one here, they've been like trials for me to figure out how to do this better how to provide better for anybody that comes to stay here and you know the funny thing is i just thought we'd be taking Catherine around oklahoma city the whole time but she's just been working mainly the whole time so that's another great thing about dead center we're going to get her outside of the uh. bubble of paseo and um let her see a little bit more of the city and a whole lot more of the people yeah it's yeah. just going to be so great. To She's going to get the greatest introduction to the people you yeah. could possibly ask for. Ever. Kent Myers party. Ever. Yes. Kent, Kent Myers with Kent Events, he helped us plan the Mardi Gras ball Which as was well. fantastic. He helps with the Paseo Artist Awards that I've been doing. This will be my sixth year. And it's he's just another community member that is so supportive of the arts and film and everything that... Uh, he's the best. We're just so lucky to have the people here in Oklahoma City that we have, and I think you all are definitely a part of that. Well, well thank you. you. Thank mm -hmm. you very much. Thank you for what you do. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say if you don't know who Kent Myers is and you haven't had a chance to experience one of his parties, you're going to do the Mardi Gras Ball every year. Mm -hmm. So if yeah. you haven't heard of 612 yet, come out here and check it out and then make plans to at least attend the Mardi Gras Ball. Right. Because <laughs> that's going to be – I've already – 
mark that on my calendar as a yearly event that oh, I have no intent of missing. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. And if, if you're listening to this and you didn't go to the Dead Center kickoff party, you missed probably what's going to turn out to be one of Kent's premier events yes. this year. Well, yes. he's hosting that party in the Indian Cultural Center that's only like 50% completed. Right. So that is another interesting well, aspect. So we love the party, party, apparently, in places that are still under construction. Yeah. Look how many parties I came to 612 where there wasn't even a floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, I wasn't supposed to say that, wasn't I? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that was a floor, but I mean, you the building was still... Post, right? <laughs> absolutely. It was not approved. No. I think what that says about us here is that we're not willing to wait until no, we're done. No, we're ready to go. Time. We're not. Yeah, we're, like, we're not. Oh, you have four walls and a roof? Great, let's, let's party. Let's hang out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, you don't have a roof yet? Fine. Let's, let's party. party. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, but it's true, everybody, and it's... It's fun because a lot of the same people are supporting everything. It, it is. You, you do see a lot of the same people in any mm-hmm. of the events that you go to around here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's again, it feels really appropriate for us to do our first mobile show here yeah. at Six Twelve. Like I couldn't have imagined. Moby Wafty. Yeah, Moby Congratulations, Wafty. you guys <laughs> Thank are you. looking yeah. pretty good in the studio at Six Twelve. Yep, this I have is... a picture you can use. <laughs> it, is, it is official now. Mm-hmm. Frame that up and put it in here somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think I will. As much as we talk about partying, though, too, I mean, even like you pointed out, Catherine, that you talked to Amy three years ago. Like, from our perspective, even mine especially, I've only, Six Tool's been on my radar for like six months. Mm-hmm. But there's been five plus years of work behind it. And even, we talk, everybody talks about Dead Center for being about the parties, but the amount of work that goes into that, just from even the filmmaker standpoint, mm-hmm. I mean, even these five, 10 minute shorts take them years right. sometimes to right. pull off. So I think that's another part of it is we party so hard because it's a collective of so much work. Yeah, it's a celebration. It's time to like take a break. And it just is. And, and also on a more serious note, I mean, I did speak to her three years ago, and she also started sharing her friends with me that long ago. So I did meet a number of individuals who are from Oklahoma City, and um, all of them have been so helpful with this particular project. So I, I already had a network thanks to, to Amy and Fantastic. and had met James on several occasions and um, Chris and Kim and Romy um. and uh, obviously Denise. Mm-hmm. So um, it's been a good... So you weren't just walking into a house of strangers. You were, you were being <laughs> no. welcomed in. I was being... And I was... Yeah, and the, and the residency and the exchange was being... Um, cared for and nurtured for that long right yeah and then this project that you guys are working on right now is going to be on display here mm-hmm. on the building on, on the, the building. building on the building like this on the outside of the building in fact a, and that's what all the math was for yeah mm-hmm. so we, <laughs> yeah because we thought maybe it should be meaningful meaningfully placed <laughs> thought that would be a good idea we're just slapping it up on the building no big some super glue up in the corner just yeah. stick it up there we, we did um, have one concern about hanging the works because I decided that I should put something on the chimney and um, so we we needed a real acrobat and um, there oh. was there were some friends who were offering. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not what your call out for the, the ladder. and Yes. Okay. That's what that was and for. Someone okay. with lots of insurance. And, yeah. <laughs> so did you get them up there, Catherine? Uh, we got a call from someone who was willing to help, and Amy 
interviewed him and he let us know how many I years? asked him if he what his ladder experience slash insurance coverage was like and he said that he had 10 years experience as a firefighter and slash paramedic and then he jokingly said so that means that I've got all the experience I need to get up on that ladder and if I fall and hurt myself I can treat myself <laughs> treat yourself <laughs> I don't think that's what they meant I don't think that's it <laughs> I thought it was hilarious and then Timmy Timothy Fields uh, offered up his incredibly large ladder and said that if we would come and take it away we could actually keep it <laughs> wow, really? I know I mean people are so generous and when I thanked the firefighter his response was I'm just happy to be of use I'm just happy to be of help mm-hmm. and I think that that's kind of the impetus for all of this everyone needs to f- find their passion needs to figure out how to pursue it needs to uh, feel useful no matter what age you are and in a community center based on learning and growth then I think you can you can find those things yeah. might take me a little longer than some people and if think. not you can find people that will help you find it right exactly and that's how they feel of use and so there's a place for everyone here it just is figuring out where everyone where fits in yeah. and, and, and on a, a serious note I think that People's willingness to help is a testament to Amy's stewardship and care for others. And I, I think it's not just amazing. I think it's, Bravo. That's true. it's a response to your hard work. Thank you. Well, it's easy to be nice to easy people. <laughs> it's easy to be nice to nice people. I didn't mean to easy people. <laughs> it's easy to be nice to easy people. Well, that too, probably. <laughs> Not quite what I intended to say, but <laughs> anyway, it's it's been a whew, a lot of work, but you know it's worth it. And there's still things that we have to figure out how to do and um, ways to solve issues and problems, and you know. But that's creativity. Right. Well, that's it. I'll say here that Catherine uh, used three words to describe your interest in coming to Six Twelve, and that's creativity sustainability and transformation um, and sustainability obviously that's 612 100% um, but what about in, in terms of transformation um, like as an individual artist or as I a think it's on every single level so of course the building has undergone transformation and in a playful way we will transform it this week and it's been transformed into the camps and then I think you know, the campers themselves have been transformed. They're, you know, they're empowered by their experience, cooking by their experience, using a sewing machine for the first time. Yeah. Even the adults, like, going back to a sewing machine, or some had never used one before. So there's there's that just little bit of power that you get when you learn to change a tire or, yeah. um, I don't know, paint a room. It's, it can be anything. And that information and that empowerment then informs your business, whether you're an accountant or a dental hygienist. So it's it's not just creativity, it's it's the transformation to knowledge or another experience or maybe just the idea that you could try something else. Yeah, you know, that's just try it. Yeah, just try something. Imagine yeah. you could just and so people who say, Oh, I'm not this, well yesterday you were you were sewing on a sewing machine and the day before that 
you were a horticulturist or mm-hmm. I don't know what word he's <laughs> using for botanist. <laughs> and, um, and then I think there are the transformations that we find in ourselves maybe two, three, four weeks down the line. And I cannot tell you what that will be for me or for Amy or for you or for the, the kids or for the community, but it's, it's guaranteed. Right. And, um, if you, if you offer opportunity for a transformation, then I think that's, that's the name of the game. That's fantastic. Not all, not also offer opportunity, opportunity, but support, which is fantastic because even if once a kid comes here and they learn about it for the first time, they're more than welcome to come back. Sure. And this is not a one-time shot at getting to learn how to do something. You can come back and learn something new. And then mm-hmm. as you guys transform the building, there's going to be the teaching kitchen and mm-hmm. the, yeah, the garages outside. And the studio the spaces. The studio spaces. And the greenhouse uh, and all of that. Yeah, it's we're all being transformed at the same time. You know, there's growing pains with everything. And I think that it kind of is connected to what Stephen was saying. We all have this, like... I'm ready, you know, I mean, even if the building is not finished, let's get in there and put some life in it, and I'm the same way with seeing where I want us to be, and um, all of the things I want to be able to do for 612, but I don't yet have those skills or that knowledge, and Mm -hmm. so it can feel like you're, you've got someone that's holding you, and then they raise their arms like, okay, go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> In this case, it's me. I need to quit holding myself back. But at the same time, you can only take one step at a time. Well, I have a hard time ever imagining you holding yourself back. Oh, so thanks. I don't, I don't, I've never seen anything. It's like, just a lack of knowledge. Yeah. But I'll, I'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll that's the, it the surprises that come along the way, right? Yeah. Yeah, there have been some surprises. Um, Good surprises. That, yeah. You know, oh. Unexpected positive turns of events. And, yes. You know, oh, and, and that's what I was telling someone this morning, um, or just this afternoon. I was talking to a lady named Julia that's going to come, and we're going to do our pre-K pro- programming together starting in September. And, you know, I looked at her. I listened to the things she was saying, the dreams that she's had for years, and they were just so similar to mine for what I wanted for that program and I thought to myself I don't know why I've ever worried about not having what we needed because it all seems to come to us you know but there are just so many people that I want to serve and I want to pull in at the same time and uh, that takes some resources. <laughs> so yeah, I have to learn how to fundraise. I need to learn how to lead. I need to learn how to do all these things that I've not been in the position to do before. And so that's just where we are right now. But in a year from now, we'll be in a different place. Mm-hmm. And I want to try my best to learn how to be at peace where I am right now so that I'm at peace where I am a year from now, too. Mm-hmm. You know, just enjoying the process mm-hmm. because... That is kind of a conflicting perspective when you think about it. Like always trying to figure out what's going to be happening in the future, planning for down the road, yeah. and trying to enjoy what's happening Living right now as well. Right, Find right. Um, and that's just me. That's yeah. just going to be me my whole life. I think it's always been it's me. It's probably just everybody. It probably is. <laughs> you know, finding that balance. And yeah. well, I like seeing people who push the boundaries of that because I look at you and see everything that you've been doing and you know, the, the planning of parties and 
I don't know, I just see a lot of the work you do and I'm like, man, I would have like anxiety and start getting overwhelmed. Like I'm sure oh, he yeah. does. I have. I but have. then you also show up and enjoy it too. It doesn't well, it doesn't shut the, you down and it the people that are involved are the reason why. You know, I want to be with them and I enjoy it. I there's something that I get from that that fills my soul and makes me feel rich. And you know, it's funny with all of the travels to Savannah, I know that there were people who, you know, I'm Probably the majority of people didn't read my blog, and I don't blame them. It's okay. But, you know, <laughs> they probably just said, oh, she's off on another trip. She doesn't live here. Or she doesn't uh, really work or, you know, whatever. And, and that's okay. They're free to think whatever they want. But everything I've done, including the parties and including the community work, it all looks like fun because I am having fun. Yeah. But it's all done to, you know, promote this idea of community and 612 and these residencies and I love Savannah I love the people there just like I love the people here in Oklahoma City so it's it's fluid now it mm. feels like my heart is there and here so hopefully we can do that in multiple places but if this yeah. is all I ever do I feel like I have reached all of my goals and then some so that's awesome it's good I just need to learn how to you know fundraising <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice for me um of course i love savannah so much but it's nice for me to fall in love a little bit with a new place too yeah. and um i i when i first got here i thought oh i'm, I'm kind of not ready for this relationship like it feels like it's going to be serious i just don't know if i can really i do only this. get to keep her for two weeks but i i'm completely enamored and um it's a it's a fabulous workspace and fabulous people with whom to work and um, you live in a beautiful beautiful city and Thank you have every reason to be proud and to party. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are we are very proud. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, get ready for tomorrow night. It's <laughs> <laughs> hysterical. And I'm gonna bring night. my stitching. Yeah, <laughs> we all need a break. Continue stitching. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> it's, it's happened before. Dead Center and Kent, they plan parties, and then they play it. They plan the after parties, and then they have the after after parties. Right. There's an after after party? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, Every my, night. My wife told me, she or asked me, she goes, so that the party's going to be over at 10. I was like, well, the kickoff party will be over at 10, but uh -huh. I don't think we'll be no. done. No, <laughs> you're not done. You're never done in no. Dead Center. <laughs> I was at Fassler Hall last night, because I started a new trivia show there. Oh, fun. And... Um, um, talking to the bartenders and servers, it's like, are you guys going to be here on Thursday? And they're like, why? What's Thursday? Oh. It's like, that's the after party here. <laughs> after they better the get ready. Starts, huh? And they're like, oh, well, we're not going to be here. It's like, you might want to be. Yeah. You might oh, want to be gosh. here. I've been resting up. I've been yeah. going home at night to get some sleep. Yeah. I spent all Sunday on the couch preparing. Good for you. You got to pace yourself. You got to train. Pace yourself. I got that advice. I'm gonna take it seriously. You should. You totally should. There's a reason that films don't, and the next party don't start until like six o'clock on Thursday because mm -hmm. they don't expect anybody mm -mm. to go. Well, and then for the first part of Thursday morning. But looking on social media too, seeing how much time everybody has been putting into it, mm -hmm. and all the volunteers that are there, and yeah, it's yeah. it's a true community it experience, really and I love it. I love it for Oklahoma City, and I love it for all of us. Well, so Catherine, you have, uh, you're going to finish up this week here and then you go back to Savannah? I'll be going back to Savannah and um, it will probably have turned as hot as it is here now, yes. only slightly more humid. Yeah. And um, 
then I'll be back to my regularly scheduled programming <laughs> there <laughs> in the 912. No, you have a do you have a gallery there? I have a studio on my property mm -hmm. and um, I have a a little barn that my husband and I um, refurbished. Nice. It's taken us about See, well, we bought the property in um, 2004, and it was Lori Judge, this realtor, who found the house for us. And um, we fixed up the barn. It was um, it was leaning into itself, and there were um, pecan trees that had kudzu, you know, growing from the top mm -hmm. into the barn. So it was sort of attached monster in the backyard. Wow. So we um, cleaned that up, and we built my studio. And then um, the neighbor has another barn in the back. So this is a little enclave in the city of Savannah, and she allows me to use that big space. And um, oh, nice. my husband's built me a, an easel that is 10, 10 by 20, and that's feet. Wow. Yeah. 10 by 20? So the big work goes in the back. So um, it, it sounds a little bit over the top, but it's, it's rustic. But we have the winter studio and the summer oh, nice. studio. And, nice. um, that sounds fabulous. It, it is fabulous. In, in the summer months, which are 10 of them, <laughs> um, we we have a, a picnic table and um, a big cooler and quite often you know, the kids and the interns and some of the assistants will just have supper and nice. listen to the, the sounds of the swamp and the river. It sounds like a beautiful place just to it's gorgeous. spend some time. It's gorgeous. I've been out there for some lunches and studio visits and good talks and Catherine, uh, she not only works in fiber arts, but paint, uh, painting. She does public art, large murals. She was part of the first uh, public art project in Savannah. This Was it last year? Or oh, gosh. I want to say 2012. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, 2012. So uh, the founders of Seesaw, which is um, C Savannah Art Walls, um, they asked me to paint for them, and that was Matt Hebermel, who we discussed earlier, who's coming through the city. Yes. Um, asked me to, to paint a very large mural, and I said, I don't do public, and I don't do big. And he said, I really think that you will. <laughs> and I said, I, I really don't think that I'm your person because I'm not really a street artist, and I haven't ever been at a wall, and there's I felt like it, that had a... A performance aspect to it that I was untrained wow. for, and um, and a shtick that I didn't own. Right. And um, he said, "No, you're going. You're going to do it." <laughs> yeah, he kept asking me. I kept saying no, and then I finally said yes. And we did a Kickstarter, and we partnered with a bunch of um, very young photographers to build our video, which was like a um, sort of a rocky, like getting ready to Come work the time. wall. <laughs> so we took my um, reluctant. Um, participation to to you know train me up for right. it. And it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome! So that um, that was a success, and then it led to me you know working a lot of other public projects and helping other artists in the city to do that as well. And then sitting in city hall workshops and hearings, and you know kind of getting the bug for yeah. what public art can be and what it can mean to city building and to community and so you kind of got a taste for it after that just a little bit just a little mm -hmm. bit <laughs> we're well, gonna like, take her on a mural tour oh, here. A mural on western oklahoma city's right. had a bit of a mural mm -hmm. bug lately with mm -hmm. the murals on western and then you've got people like rick 
who came in and did that mm-hmm. workshop with the. I mean, yeah, Rick and Jason doing like both. the rock town. I mean, right. murals that are. I, I don't even understand how you. Do I know. Like that. I know like, the I planning don't. and the execution. It's huge. And then these these um, public works that are I think are most excuse my scissors <laughs> most um, transformative seem to be the ones that are or can be um, temporary and um, maybe they're experiential or, or they're spectacle right so you talk about people who who say I was there in Miami they saw the Cristo they saw the island being yeah. surrounded or that I was at the gates in New York I mean it's a becomes a part of the fabric of your life just like getting your license or going to a prom mm. or you know going to Alaska for the first time I mean yeah. you talk about that experience of and you talk about cities where art is prevalent you know whether that's in the architecture or in the parks and um, so this um, I guess movement toward bringing public even if it is temporary seems exciting to me as a as a way to um, embolden an experience of a city and of a space Absolutely. and to use the infrastructure of the city and really tying that, that past to the present and then offering something to the future if possible. I like that idea of tying the past to the present. It's funny, you mentioned Crystal, I didn't even thought about that, but I was in Germany in 95. When and you saw the rapping, yes. Yeah, I, and I was 14 at the time. I, I walked up and we were on this tour and I was like, what is this doing? Like, it's a public art installation. This guy covers things in fabric and yeah. it was just like, that's mind blowing. It's one of the things that stands out from that long ago that I remember is being there when he did that. And I think that did transform you, even if at the moment you said, that's something I don't understand. I mean, now you think about the way you personally can reframe an idea or a challenge for yourself based on that one moment. Mm -hmm. Like, what if I cover it or what if I uncover it? As opposed to just saying, I have to move through this and get to the other side of this story. I mean, I see that stuff around here all the time. You drive down Western and you see these weird drawings and you're like, what, where did this come from? Why did this Uh, pop up? And then you learn later there's stories behind it and people yeah. and how they organized even the whole process of like you're saying going through and sitting through the city council sessions mm-hmm. and getting approvals or getting it there's so much that goes into these things it's not just a graffiti artist decided yeah. one night to go in or campaigning you know in your neighborhood mm-hmm. you know by just talking about what you do so that because you know they're friends with a council member mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you go say hello to a maybe a ward chief that you might not have before because you want them to know what you're working on and why that's interesting mm-hmm. to them. There's the, is it a spiral staircase that's back behind, mm-hmm. um, it's Broadway and 10th, in between the restaurant and a parking garage, there's this suspended spiral staircase. Have you seen that? Where it's is back it? Back behind Broadway and 10th. Do you know the Marion building on 10th Street? It's just off of Automobile Alley when you head west. Is it over kind of by Iguana and the womb? Or is nope, it other side, the other, other side. side? Okay. Other side of Automobile Alley. Oh, no, I haven't seen this. And they were remodeling the Marion Hotel. Oh, yes, I do know condos, that. Right? Yeah. And there was this old spiral staircase inside that they couldn't use because it was nowhere near ADA compliant mm-hmm. or anything else. Like, well, we got to get rid of it. And somebody along the process, I actually think it might have been the contractors, were like, well, we don't want to get rid of it because it's this great old single piece, like, wrought iron staircase or whatever 
So they took it across the street and suspended it between the parking garage. Oh, and, I do. And, the and like Broadway really 10, cool. the yeah. uh, chop house or whatever. Yeah. And what's, it's it's actually, what's really interesting, I didn't know this, there's actually art on the ground. And I have a picture of this that I'll show you later, but I was out there flying my aerial mm-hmm. video with some guys and I flew over the top of it and there's actually a perspective you can get because oh, so really? the thing is at just an angle that it connects to this piece of art that's on the ground underneath it but you would never see it unless you were above that's it. That's so like cool. Like the Nazca yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very much <laughs> like it was designed for the birds to see it. Well, the birds else. should enjoy it too. Right. <laughs> but well, it's great creatures. to drive around and just see stuff like that. I know, I know. And then the Ninth Street Braid just came about, right. you know, this uh-huh. past month and we, we're lucky in Oklahoma City in that we have Robbie Kinzel, who, you know, kind of helps guide these artists that want to do these projects on ways to work with the city and the requirements that mm-hmm. you need to go through. And, you know, it there is, there's just a ton of work that goes into it before you ever pick up a paintbrush. And it's just like 612. We went through five different commissions, their staff meetings, mm-hmm. the hearings, and and it took two and a half years to rezone it, but it's totally worth it because Absolutely. now we don't have to worry about our zoning. We don't have to worry about whether we're going to get in trouble for doing Do you know something. The, the two and a half years of zoning work that you put into it has also laid the groundwork for if anybody else comes along, it'll be easier for them because oh, thanks. now you've helped. I'm proud of James. Serve as the first example. James did a really great job. Um, I remember, and if anyone's listening that wants to go through this process, here's James' approach. Say very little. (laughs) You just go up to the microphone. They have what you're proposing. They ask the questions, and he would answer things like, yes, (laughs) or no. (laughs) That was it. And then they would ask more questions and be baffled. You'd stand up and give impassioned speeches and point fingers. (laughs) You know James. (laughs) It's interesting having also sat a number of permits and helped others sit permits. There are so many different styles. There are. To... Pitching or mm-hmm. not pitching mm-hmm. right. um, <laughs> to a council, and um, it's all, um, I guess, politics in a it's sense. All yeah. It's the po- politics of person and possibility. Yeah. I mean, it's because you could have a bad day if you pitch yeah. too with too many tears or grasp yeah. to the chest, and then it, maybe if you're not passionate enough, maybe it doesn't seem like you care. To have your permit, right? Approved. You know, I do think it's it is a performance, mm-hmm. and it's you know, it's about the research and being prepared, yeah. and it and it really you know again people say oh these artists, but again there are so many jobs that we have to um, to master, and we have to we have to tell the story, we have to pitch the story, we have to um, pamper the story. <laughs> I mean, this is. There's a lot that goes into getting just to this point, and I think to bring it back to the residency and to me, um, it, this is a nice. <laughs> no, it, it, there's a nice moment when some of those jobs are are taken away, and that's I think one of the great benefits. Um, in addition to, you know, the exchange of community and people, is that you do not have to do every job for mm-hmm. for two minutes, right? Mm-hmm. And you can ask someone else to help you find a ladder man. There you go. And there's plenty of people to help. I know. I'm so grateful. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, Catherine, where can we find you on I am, the media app? I am on a lot of media at <laughs> Catherine Sando, and that's S as in Sam, A, N as in Nancy, D as in David, O, Z, Catherine Sando. And I look forward to seeing um, 
hellos and um, likes and Absolutely. otherwise <laughs> from, following you immediately. from Oklahoma City. <laughs> and um, and, and I look forward to learning back. more about about the city that has welcomed, welcomed me so And thank so you for nicely. coming. It was very nice it's of you to spend some time with us. my and honor. Thank you for coming to the studio. I think it's a great. I love your mobile station. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, I love it too. Our, uh, you guys look good <laughs> against your mobile station. Thanks for being our first. This yeah. is, this is awesome. Just, and Amy, another plug for 612, the website's S-I-X-T-W-E-L-V-E.org. And you're at 612OKC on Twitter and 612 Instagram. OKC on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. So come see us. Right, and if you, you want to search around, you've got some hashtags that you guys like to use too, especially in conjunction oh, yeah. because as you pointed out, the area code in Savannah is 912. Uh-huh. So you've uh, you've taken on the hashtag 612X912. Right. Like that. that was kind of Catherine's idea. Oh, and cool. then we, uh, I said that was excellent because now if we bring in artists from other locations, we can use their prefix as yeah, well. Yeah, no, that's great. So thanks, Catherine. Thank you. Pleasure <laughs> to help with the concepting on that one. <laughs> We've got a little spiel of ours to do. Um, so it's time to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown. It's available on iTunes, CD Baby, anywhere the internet can be found. You can find us at Wafty Show. Wait, who is that recorded by? Oh, you're right, I forgot. That was recorded by Kurt PR. Kurt's awesome. <laughs> uh, you can find us at waftyshow.com. That's W-A-F-T-I-S-H-O-W.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, at waftyshow. Facebook.com slash waftyshow. SoundCloud.com slash waftyshow. Please subscribe on iTunes. That's where it matters the most. You know, he does all of that from memory every time, too. It just rolls I was off. amazed. So as you guys remember, when you go out into the city and enjoy all of our new restaurants and bars and visits 612 612 Yay. and go to festivals make sure you take care of those who take care of you tip your waitresses your waiters your servers your bartenders show them some love be nice and we come out with a show every monday so we'll see you guys next week thank you thank you thank you you get the whiskey baby